Welcome to the Stull Community of Faith podcast. May you be blessed as you listen to our Sunday scripture and message by Pastor Kyle Scheidemann. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they've asked for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Brenna, for leading us in our time of worship this morning with our scripture. You know, I got to tell you a story about a church. And there was a church and, and, and the pastor and, and the pastor and the, and the minister of music just weren't meshing, you know? Just weren't, just having trouble with time, with, with, with um, getting along. And as the time went by, this started to, to spill over into the, into the worship service. And the first week, the, the preacher, he got up and he, he preached on, on, on commitment and, and how, how we should dedicate ourselves to the service of God. And the music director led the song, I Shall Not Be Moved. Glory, hallelujah, I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted on the water. Lord, I shall not be moved. (laughs) Well, then the second week (laughs) came by. And the preacher was preaching on commitment and how we should dedicate ourselves to the service of God. And then the music director, Jesus paid it all. (laughs) Huh. Well, undaunted. The third week, the pastor preached on gossiping and, and how we should, we should watch our tongues. And then the music director led the song. I love to tell the story because I know tis true. Oh. You know, all this going on, the pastor became very disgusted over the situation. (laughs) And then the following Sunday, he told the congregation, you know, he said, I am considering resigning. Oh, 
not tonight. Oh, not tonight. <sighs> well, you know, as it came to pass, the pastor did in, indeed resign. And so the next week he informed the church that it was Jesus who led him there, and it was Jesus who was going to be taking him away. Well, the music leader led the song. What a friend we have in Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, don't you just feel the love, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Vanessa. So is there anybody out there that you have trouble getting along with. You know, I've noticed that most people have somebody, somebody who, who gets under their skin. And so I found some clippings from the national media that really interested me. You know, these are the, some of the, the good news, bad news things. In uh, the good news and bad things, the school officials in, in Boston are mirroring, mirroring a national trend, reporting that fighting by boys has gone down. Praise the Lord. Unfortunately, picking up the slack are the girls who are resorting less to name calling and more to punch throwing. I guess this is equal opportunity stupidity. I don't know, you know? Did you know that dueling is still legal in Paraguay as long as both parties are registered blood donors. <laughs> Socially responsibility, responsible stupidity. A few years ago, and it was been a few years, no, 2012, picture the Daytona 500, the big NASCAR legend, Richard Petty. And he's racing and he is in third place. And he is going for the last lap. And, and all at once the car in second place tried to pass the car that was in first place on the final stretch. And this caused the first car to drift inside, force the challenger into the on-field grass and slightly out of control. And then what happened next was incredible. The offended driver was Donnie Allison, and he pulled his car back onto the track. He caught up with the leader, Cale Yarborough, and forced him into the outside wall. Both of them jumped out of their cars and got into an old-fashioned struggling match. In the meantime, third place Petty cruised by for the win. We call that good old boy stupidity, you know. Wouldn't it be great if we could just take interpersonal hostility out of life, wouldn't it be great if we could live in peace and harmony with all people? I'd like to buy the world a home and furnish it with love. Grow apple trees and honeybees and snow white turtle doves. I like to teach the world to sing, sing with me.
1971, if you remember right, we had, we had civil unrest, we had Vietnam, we had uh, uh, picketing on campuses, a lot was going on. So Coca-Cola, even though they were trying to promote their product, they came up with this Peace and Harmony, which uh, actually went on to be a number one uh, hit seller uh, that didn't have Coke in it, but it was the same song. Well, Jesus, he tried to help us out with this. Because as you, if you read the, and listened to Brenda this morning, Jesus said, if your brother sins against you, Go and show them their fault, just, just between the two of you. Don't get a bunch of people involved. Just go tell them. If he or she listens to you, then you have won your brother or your sister over. Just think how many arguments and conflicts and fistfights and, and maybe even deaths we could simply avoid if we followed Jesus' advice. Why can't we just sit down with people with whom we have a grievance and work things out before they get out of hand? So you notice in Jesus' teaching, it is the person who sinned against who takes the first step. Jesus is saying to us that who is right is sometimes not as important as maintaining communication. I used to really enjoy the comic strip back when we get the paper and we, the first place we'd go was the comic strips, or at least I did. Uh, in the comic strip there was a character called Andy Cap. And, and the principal character, he was a chronically unemployed Cockney ne'er-do-well, and he spends most of his days playing soccer, and then the nights he's in the corner pub, both of those which just drive his long-suffering wife flow right up the wall. And in one episode, Andy is, is pacing the floor while Flo is standing there with her arms crossed. And finally, she breaks the silence. She says, three whole days without speaking. This is ridiculous. And then in the next frame, she says to Andy, I am sorry that I acted the way I did. You were right. Friends, and a little bit nonplussed, Andy says, okay, friends. And so Flo hugs him and gives him a kiss on the cheek. And Andy leaves the house and he meets one of his soccer buddies outside who says, I heard that, Andy. It takes a good woman to apologize when she's in the wrong. Well, as they, they walk down the street, Andy reflects on Chalky's remark, and he replies, you know, it takes a better one to apologize when she's not. Now, I recognize there's a little bit of danger in using this example. Too many women through the years have allowed themselves to be walked on in order to maintain peace in the home. This is unhealthy for both partners and not good for the marriage. But still, there are times when who's right is not as important as maintaining communication. Some years ago, there was a report in the press that Turkish Airlines had fired a pilot. His name was Altan Tezkan, and the co-pilot, uh, Edrin Gizm. And uh, it seems like these two were flying. They had about 240 passengers, and they were flying from Bangkok 
to Istanbul when, lo and behold, they got into a fist fight in the cockpit arguing over the plane's altitude. You know, it's really important that we choose our battles, endangering the plane load of passengers by fighting over who's right and who is wrong is irresponsible. And so is endangering a marriage or a company or a job or a church. Oh yes, it sometimes happens in church. Not only between the pastors and the choir directors or the music leaders, as in our opening story, correct that. It often happens in a church. And no church can afford battles over what amounts to being excess egos. We must choose our battles. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he was imprisoned in a concentration camp back in World War II. And one day there was a German officer that walked by and Bonhoeffer, a theologian, he saluted him and he said, Heil Hitler. And Bonhoeffer noticed that the prisoner next to him was refusing to salute. And Bonhoeffer whispered to him, he said, salute you fool. This isn't worth dying for. And there are some things that simply aren't worth dying for or destroying a relationship for. This is not a call for us to sweep important disagreements under the rug. It is a call for us to confront our disagreements honestly rather than withdrawing in silence and resentment. And that brings us to the last thing we need to see. Sometimes there is an urgency to mend fences with those who have done us wrong. There is always a danger in procrastination. There may be somebody here today who needs to go immediately to someone who has hurt you and make things right. In one of the popular uh, chicken soup volumes that, that was a big hit some years ago, Dennis uh, Mannering tells us about an assignment. He once gave his class, and he, 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 he teaches a class for adults. And so he gave them the assignment. He said, what I want you to do, he said, I want you to go to someone you love, and I want you to tell them that you love them. At the beginning of the next class, one of the students began by saying, you know, professor, he said, I was angry with you last week when you gave us that assignment. He said, you know what? I didn't feel I had anyone to say those words to. But then I began driving home and my conscience started talking, and, and then I knew exactly who I needed to say I love you to. Five years ago, my father and I had a vicious disagreement, and we've never resolved it. 
We avoided seeing each other unless we were absolutely, we absolutely had to acknowledge each other in a family gathering. So we hardly spoke. So the time I got home, I had convinced myself that I was going to tell my father I loved him. And just making that decision seemed to lift a, a heavy load off my heart. <coughs> and he said at 5.30 I was at my parents' house, I was ringing the doorbell, and I was actually praying that dad would answer the door. But I was afraid if mom answered, I'd chicken out, tell her instead. But as luck had it, it was dad who answered the door. He said, I didn't waste any time. Took one step, grabbed my dad and said, you know, I just came here to tell you that I love you. And he said, it was oh, a transformation came over my dad before my eyes. His, his face, who was normally hard and harsh, softened. He said the wrinkles just almost appeared to, to disappear. And he began to cry. And he reached out, he hugged me, and he said, well, I love you too, son, but I've just never been able to say it. But that's, that's, professors, not even my point. Two days after that visit, my dad had a heart attack in the hospital, and he didn't make it. And so he says, so to all you, my message to you is this. He said, don't, don't wait to do the things you need to do. He said, what if I'd have waited to tell my dad? He said, take the time to do what you need to do and do it now. You know, that's the absolute advice that Jesus would give us. People hurt us. Sometimes it's intentionally. Sometimes they do it without meaning to. But sometimes who is in the right and who is in the wrong is not as important as finding common ground where the relationship can be maintained. And sometimes that means that we have to take the first step. And even though we know that the other person is in the wrong, but that first time to take that step is today. This is Labor Day weekend. Uh, this is a weekend, it's, it's a wonderful time to, to, to celebrate work whether you do it for pay or whether you're a volunteer. And if you're in a slot that God intends you to be in, then go enjoy and get the job satisfaction that God gives you. The quality of our work is an advertisement of our God. So let's do it with a, with a touch of class. And let's remember we are more than laborers. We are children of the King of Kings whose love for us does not drop an iota when we clock out of work. As we, pray, as we prepare this morning for the Holy Sacrament of Communion, this is a wonderful, great time to push aside your worries and your differences and, and come to this table 
of forgiveness. It's easy to do. Just ask and promise to let go of whatever it is that is weighing heavy on your heart. Let it go. As the scripture said, when two or more are gathered together, Jesus is here with us. He'll hear you. He may be standing next to you. And he will grant you peace.